Sorry, the number you have dialed is the not in service. The presentation of the B&B Sports Broadcasting Network. charge into it. Right center field at the wall looking up. Good bat. And that's a two-run bong for Ryan Mosby. Hi, this is Jason Benetti, play-by-play announcer for ESPN Regional Television. And you're listening to B&B Sports Broadcasting Network. Crawlers hit well right up the middle. A diving stop. They will keep it from going into the outfield, uh, but not able to pop up the this is Matt Andrews, voice of the Louisville Bats, and you're listening to BNB Sports Broadcasting Network. It's a ground ball. Whitlock has it. He's going to flip to Guerra, touch the base. And that is it, folks. I didn't mention it, but Javier Guerra has just pitched his first, I'm sure it's his first collegiate no hitter. In the air, it's going to be in shallow right field. Another play for Williams. There we go. Drew Beckman comes up big. Line drive single right up the middle to score Whitlock. Now to Tim Ryan on the B&B Sports Broadcasting Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the LouisvilleHighSchoolBaseball.com podcast. My name is Tim Bryan, and I will be your host. Today's special guest is T.J. Cataldo, the head coach of the DeSales Colts. We encourage our players to play as many sports as they can. Uh, we um, lose the four seniors, uh, Trent Heckman, Scott Kaufman, Ben Newberry, and Tyler Tucker, and we like to have fun. We've told the guys, if you don't have fun playing baseball, then you're, you're not going to succeed. You're not going to do well. Uh, so having that turf field, not only for practice, but to get these games in, uh, is going to be a lot of fun. It's always fun playing St. X and Trinity and PRP and Mail in these schools that have large populations. If you're not familiar with LouisvilleHighSchoolBaseball.com, well, you're not alone. LouisvilleHighSchoolBaseball.com is a new website devo- devoted entirely to Louisville area high school baseball, namely the 6th, 7th, and 8th regions. Our website is fan-driven and is like a bleacher report for Louisville area high school baseball. The purpose of these podcasts are to bring the audience a little closer to their teams and allow fans to engage and be a part of the conversation. We will have a special guest each show leading up to the beginning of the season, and uh, we'll be giving insight into the recruiting process, keeping everyone up to date on camps and showcases. Once the season starts, we'll talk about the past week's action. We'll look at who's hot and who's not. We'll look ahead to the coming week and have a local college baseball segment and hopefully be informative and have a little bit of fun doing it. If you're not listening to this podcast at LouisvilleHighSchoolBaseball.com, please take some time and head over to our site. While you're there, you can subscribe to the site and be notified of any new articles or podcasts when they're posted. If you're interested in becoming a content contributor, just go to the very bottom of the homepage and click on Become a Content Contributor and someone from LouisvilleHighSchoolBaseball.com will contact you. Please help us spread the word. 
And follow us on Twitter. We are at L-O-U-H-S-B-B-A-L-L. If you found us on Facebook, give us a like. If you found us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Our podcast can also be found at LiveSportsCaster.com, BBSNOnline.com, SoundCloud, and now on iTunes. I am very excited uh, to welcome in our special guest today. Coach Cataldo took over the head coaching duties in 2014 and is entering his fourth season with the Colts. Last season, DeSales posted a record of 17-23 and 23 on their way to claiming the 22nd district title. In the regional tournament, the Colts won their first two games in thrilling fashion, defeating Southern 9-8 and PRP 8-5 before losing in the championship game of the region uh, to a very talented Bullet East uh, squad. It is my pleasure to welcome in today's uh, guest, TJ Cataldo. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm missing the 60-degree uh, weather we had a couple of days ago, but I uh, appreciate you inviting me to join you on the podcast. Hey, I'm really excited to have you, and I appreciate you taking some time to talk with us. And, and uh, I kind of made this first segment, I called it a team without a home. And as I mentioned in the intro, you guys uh, finished 17-23, and 23, and it was kind of a slow start for your squad. But one thing I didn't mention is that you guys had the stadium renovation project going on last year. Do you think that these were kind of contributing factors to how your team started off last season? I think without a doubt it was. Uh, Beachmont was generous enough to give us uh, the opportunity to use their field, but we had a lot of rain in February and March last year mm-hmm. and uh, went into the season with only four practices on a field. I actually went into spring break with only four practices on a field. Uh, with the new construction, if you remember the back parking lot at DeSales, mm-hmm. you can make a full baseball diamond in. Uh, but with the new renovations, we put some islands in there, to, uh, and they look really nice, but you couldn't do a full baseball diamond in there anymore or a full 90-foot basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it definitely uh, played in the uh, the slow start we had, uh, and we scheduled pretty difficult. I went back and looked at some of the teams today. I think eight of the 15 teams had at least 20 wins uh, that we played in our first 15 games. Yeah, last year. Yeah, I noticed that you guys were kind of kind of top heavy at the beginning of your schedule. But I mean, you know, that's a couple different schools of thought. You know, coaches want to do that because they want to test their team early and you know see what they have and and see where they what they need to work on and what they need to build on. So uh, that's not always a bad thing if you're not just looking at wins and losses and looking at the progression of your team. Uh, when we when we talked to the guys at the beginning of the year. Um, a, re- a winning record and a regular season record is really nice, but we tell them it's all about the postseason. Uh, it's all about using the experiences against a team like St. X or Lexington Catholic or Trinity or PRP early in the year uh, and building on that to, to finish the year well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's worked for us the past couple of years. Uh, we, don't, uh, we won't shy away from playing anybody. Uh, so we'll schedule whoever, uh, kind of whenever. Yeah. Well, that kind of brings me to the second part of that question. It's uh, If you look at your schedule, it was kind of a tell of two halves. After your spring break trip, when you guys came back, you uh, you kind of got on a run. Uh, you won. Uh, you went 13-8. and eight. Uh, You finished the season 6-2 and two down the stretch. Can you touch on anything that kind of contributed to the change uh, that took place, you know, midway through the season? You mentioned spring break, and that's always kind of been a turning point for us. Um Past couple of years, we've uh, you have ideas going into the year what we think is going to happen, and you get to about the spring break point or the midpoint, and uh, you figure out that certain ideas are going to work well and others aren't. Plus, we've used spring break to get away. Uh, we went to Knoxville last year, uh, and we're able to get away, spend some time with teammates. Uh, I mean, you're with each other for three or four days straight, uh, and get to have a little bit of fun. 
Coach Buckner at Farragut High School was nice enough to let us use his field to practice a little bit last year, so that helped kind of turn it around. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we've used it to – we've gone to Nashville before. We're going back this year. We're going to go watch a Vanderbilt game one day. Mm -hmm. We're staying three nights and only going to – only going to play two games down there, take them downtown and let them see Nashville. Uh, and we did the same last year. We we took them bowling. And, uh, it's really just a good chance to get away and have some fun, mm-hmm. get away from school a little bit. Uh, so just the break, really, that one week is uh, is always a nice little breather from whatever uh, whatever's going on back at school. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, to look ahead um, to this season – you're not really losing a whole lot from from the core group that you had last year, if, if my numbers were correct. It looks like you only graduated uh, four seas, uh, four seniors uh, from last year's season. Talk about uh, who you lost and, and who you have coming back this year. We um, lose the four seniors, uh, Trent Heckman, Scott Kaufman, Ben Newberry, and Tyler Tucker. Um, Tyler moved on to play at center, uh, and they're actually starting their season here next week or so. Um, we lose some leadership with them. Uh, not that our seniors don't have leadership, but usually you always look at your senior class for leadership. Uh, and a guy like Ben Newberry, for example, last year pitched the region semifinal with a broken hand um, mm-hmm. and threw one of his best games of the year. Um, and Tucker had been a three-year, by last year he was a three-year starter. Um, Trent Heckman threw some really important innings for us, uh, and Scott Kaufman was our DH at the end of the year. Um, so you lose the leadership and you lose uh, the experience that those guys had. Um, but going into this year, I mean, we've returned seven starters off last year's team. Uh, we've returned three or four others that got significant experience. Uh, you want to, They weren't starters in the region championship game, but they played throughout the year. I mean, you return Alec Brothers, who's a, a three-year starter, going to be a four-year starter for us. Um, and then you return two outfielders and most of your infield. Uh, along with a catcher, so we're excited. Uh, I'm excited to see what the off season's done. We just got done outside today, and we're running with them. And uh, it's it's been fun to see the improvements that some of these guys have made since the fall and since the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, many of, of the players at the cells are are involved in several sports. I, I think you have a couple guys that probably play football, basketball, and baseball. The, the so called uh, big three sports. Does that pose any obstacles for you and your coaching staff as you try to prepare for the upcoming season? I don't think so. Uh, some people may look at it as an obstacle. We encourage our players to play as many sports as they can. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have too many three sport athletes anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may have a freshman or two, I think, that are this year. But other than that, uh, most are football and baseball or basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. Coaching staff, we enjoy going to watch them in the fall and in the spring or the fall and the winter and go watch them play other sports. Uh, I think it makes them a better athlete. By the time we get them in the spring, uh, they've gone through their conditioning for football or basketball or wrestling. We've got some wrestlers this year. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it's just nice to see them compete in other sports. And it's nice being a part of the sales and being a small school where that's possible. Uh, I know some of the guys we meet and talk to, it's not as uh, easy at some of your schools that maybe are a little bit bigger that have a, a few more players. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about your all's uh, off-season routine. I, I do follow up uh, you guys on Twitter, and I've seen you guys posting some some uh, pictures of some things that you all are doing as of late. Just talk a little bit about your off-season routine and, and how, what you guys have done to prepare for the upcoming season. 
in the fall, we uh, because we have so many guys that play multiple sports, we don't do a fall ball team. We'll have uh, workouts a couple times a week. Uh, and this year we capped it all off with a scrimmage and then had a costume scrimmage right around Halloween. So all the coaches got dressed up, all the kids got dressed up, and it was a it was a fun day. We grilled out for all the parents that mm-hmm. came to watch. Uh, our principal was out there watching. Our athletic director came out and watched. Some of the football guys were out there dressed up and umpiring the game. Um, so really the fall we work in some of the guys that maybe are newer guys or freshmen and some of the guys playing others or that aren't playing other sports. Uh, and really just kind of let them have a little bit of fun. By the time we get to November, December, January, and early February, um, we're running, we're lifting. Um, I have some friends at Court Physical Therapy that have created a little workout with us uh, for the spring to kind of get them ready for baseball, get them in baseball shape. Uh, we had them outside today doing competitions this week. We broke them down into five different teams, uh, let, the guys, let the seniors draft their teams and just have them out here competing against each other mm-hmm. uh, before we start next week. Uh, and so far, the results, uh, we've been really happy with the results. People are getting faster in their 60 times. Uh, people are uh, really kind of having fun now. It gets, it can drag on when you're lifting and you look outside and it's about 15 degrees and it's cold and it's not baseball weather. But with the weather we've had this week outside of today and uh, all the events we're doing, I think the guys are ready to go for next week. Mm-hmm. Well, and that brings me to the next one. It's uh, the first day of official practice is, is February 15th. How do things change from preseason preparation to the first official day of practice and really starting to kick things in, looking forward to that first game? Uh, this year is just going to be being able to practice every day. Right. It's always been kind of a... Uh, a wild card depending on what the weather was going to be but knowing that we're going to be able to practice we can plan it out much better than we have in years past and really be uh, very intentional in what we do every day uh, but not losing we like to have fun we've told the guys if you don't have fun playing baseball then you're you're not going to succeed you're not going to do well Um, so we'll still keep that aspect but being very intentional in what we do on a daily basis with our freshmen all the way through our seniors uh, different positions uh, and making sure we get every point across that we uh, we really haven't been able to in the past uh, nearly as well. Uh, base running is one thing that I've I've talked to our guys quite a bit about that we'll be able to focus on this year. Uh, and I use Bullet East as an example. They were an exceptional base running team uh, last year and previous years that we've played them. Uh, and I told the guys that's that's your goal is is to run bases as well and better than some of these teams. Uh, so when we get to the region championship again, uh, we can come out on the other side. Yeah, that's, that is one of the – I'm glad you said that. That is one of the takeaways that, that I got from uh, last year's regional tournament as I was sitting over there at, at – um, uh, where was it? Patterson? Patterson. Yeah, wa- mm-hmm. watching all those games. And Bullet East, man, they just put the pressure on the other team. I mean, they, they are constantly taking, taking the extra base, uh, very heads up, very aggressive. And uh, yeah, that that uh, it's funny you mentioned that because that was one of the things that I really noticed uh, during the regional tournament last year. And I, I've told our guys uh, going into this year, I said I have a goal as a as a coach and a coaching staff that we want to we want to steal a hundred bases as a team in a season. And I have no idea what the state record is. I really did. it's not about the record, mm-hmm. but I told them I want to run our offense as much like a spread offense in football as you possibly can. Put as much pressure on the other team. Uh, and you can do that stealing bases or hit and run. Mm-hmm. And if you get teams worried about doing that, worried about stealing, uh, then it's going to open up some windows for you to do other offensive uh, 
things during baseball, whether it just be hitting. I mean, right. guys may be out of place. Uh, so that's what I've told them our goal is this year. And starting Wednesday, I mean, we've done some things with our conditioning to uh, help prepare them. But starting next week, uh, we'll really get after um, offensive and defensive uh, work. But really looking at ways to put pressure on the other team. Uh, we'll have some speed this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have... I think three of our guys were running backs and defensive. Actually, four of our seniors were running backs and defensive backs on the football team mm-hmm. uh, and can really run uh, really quick. Uh, and we'll look to use that speed uh, on the bases and defensively this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to be at the uh, stadium uh, for the dedication game with Fairdale, and it was really it was really quite special and really quite spectacular. Uh, saw a lot of um, alumni coming back to the school and and, and there to watch the game. Uh, does the school have something planned for your all's first home game uh, with the new facilities? Yes, we do. Uh, we're going to have much like the uh, opening game with Fairdale. There'll be some people come out and speak. Uh, about the the field, about the construction, um, and then we'll we'll have a ceremonial f- first pitch. Um, we're going to have some giveaways. We're going to have some hats and some shirts, uh, and hope to see as many alum and everybody involved in the sales community come out and watch a game. I know it's March fifteenth, which is a uh, usually games in early March are going to be a little cold, but uh, we'll set up a nice. It'll be a nice little day for everybody involved and. Uh, we're excited for it to get here. Yeah, I got it uh, invited by um, Doug Strothman and uh, Don Bowers to come over and, and walk the new facility uh, shortly before it was completed. And I tell you what, that the football—I mean, the uh, the baseball field that you guys—you all are going to be second to none. That is—it's a fantastic uh, facility. It's a fantastic backdrop with the school in the back and everything. It's—it's uh, it, it's top notch. And uh, you, I know, as a uh, salesman, you'll come back and. Uh, we have the fence up finally, our uh, portable fence. Yeah, it'll be with brown, hot brown windscreen with an orange cap on it. Uh, so it'll give a nice kind of backdrop with the colors of the field. Yeah, uh, and with kind of the color of the fence and everything else they have. Uh, we'll have some padding on that concrete. We'll we'll shore that up, but it'll be a brown padding. So we're excited to get all that in, and it's going to look really nice when uh, baseball season rolls around. Yeah. Well, just to switch things up a, a little bit, one new wrinkle coming up this season is uh, uh, the, they're going to do pitch counts in uh, what? Actually, it looks like it's probably much, probably been uh, taken by just about every you know high school uh, across the nation where they're going to do it, uh, where they're going to do pitching with pitch counts this year. Is that going to uh, affect the way that you manage a game at all? It, uh, we actually used it last year for uh, KHSA as well, and I listened to uh, you and Coach Bowles talk in the first podcast, uh, and I think it's a better system, uh, just the same as he said, than the innings rule, because uh, you can have a player throw 50 pitches in an inning, uh, and it doesn't prevent them from throwing the next day or whatever the uh, the old rule was. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually, as a coaching staff, we're always very, co- very uh, conscious about our pitch counts and where our guys are and try to build it up till the end of the year. Uh, that way, by the time you get to district and region and state, your guys are strong. Uh, we've seen teams in the past that they have one really, really good pitcher, and by the time the season's over, the pitcher's tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and in all honesty, I kind of wish the rule was in place, I guess, two years ago because um, Dylan Sievert threw seven innings against Bullet East in, I guess it would have been 2015, in the first round of region, um, and his arm was ready to go and come back for that championship game. But uh, 
uh, we were using the innings rule. He threw seven innings, but I think he threw maybe seventy pitches in seven innings. Mm-hmm. It was under the seventy. It was under the new seventy-five limit. Uh, but I'm excited for the rule. I think it'll help uh, keep kids healthy uh, and help coaches just be a little more ready to keep their players' arms uh, healthy for uh, the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, with- I don't. As far as man- sorry, as far as managing, I don't. It's not going to change much of what we do, yeah. Because we don't we until until the end of the year, we're not pushing players too far past seventy, seventy five, eighty pitches. Uh, and by that point, we know that they're going to rest for almost a week by the time their next game rolls around. So, as far as our management, it's not going to change what we do too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing with your new field, uh, you know, if you look at the uh, statistics at all. Uh, you always see where St. X gets every one of their games in, and one of the reasons why is their their turf field, like you guys have. So unless it's it's a, a, a absolute downpour five minutes before the game, uh, rainouts are going to be a, a thing of the past for you guys. And we're really we're really excited about that. Uh, we had we were looking uh, Coach Seaver, Coach Blakely, uh, and a couple of the other assistants. We were just looking at previous years and numbers. Uh, and how many games we've been had been able to get in and had not been able to get in, mm-hmm. uh, and we're excited to get that full thirty six. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said in the beginning, any experience you can get playing a game, uh, in some cases, is better than practice when you're preparing for the end of the year. Uh, you can look back and point out different things that we did well or different uh, instances we need to work on. Uh, so having that turf field not only for practice but to get these games in. Uh, is going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a new challenge with our pitching mound is going to be all turf, uh, which I think it's one of the few around here. Mm-hmm. I know Meade County has one, uh, but I don't know if anybody else in the city has a, a turf mound that I'm aware of. So that'll be a little kind of a new challenge for us and for opposing teams coming in. Uh, but other than that, the uh, being able to get all of our games in and practices is something we're very, very excited about. All right. Well, we've kind of got through this uh, uh, pretty pretty quickly and, and fairly painlessly. Uh, the last question that I, that I had for you um, actually kind of uh, touches a little bit on football. In football, they have a class system, and I, I'm not that well-versed in it, but I think it probably has something to do with uh, school size uh, more than anything else. Um, have they ever talked about anything like that with with baseball? Because, like you said, you know, in your opening comments, you guys, you know, play anyone and everyone, and and sometimes that does put you at a disadvantage if a if there is a lot more um, males in the student body of a particular school. Right. Um, it's kind of funny you ask. Last year, there were uh, emails coming from multiple coaches in the state uh, and I can't remember the coach's name but there was a coach in the state who created a class system for baseball mm-hmm. uh, and was proposing it for the KHSAA uh, so it has come up in conversation it's been talked about with we talk about it amongst ourselves I've spoke to uh, Don Bowers about it our athletic director um, and I think there are pros and cons to it um, from my understanding I don't see it happening in the state of Kentucky anytime soon um, just like basketball doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year in the emails that were going around, it's all based on school size, which is why we're 2A in football, or I guess 3A now in football. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I think one of the downfalls to it is travel time. 
when you're you can play regular season games against your the larger schools or people that weren't in the class system, but when you get to district, state, and region tournaments, you're talking about a lot of travel time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you see for football, uh, the semifinal, either you're traveling three hours down to Paducah or they're traveling three hours up here. Right. And I think that, uh, and I don't want to speak for the KHSA, but I, I wonder, I think that's part of the drawback to it. Uh, another drawback, it's always fun playing St. X and Trinity and PRP and Mail in these schools that have large populations. Uh, they're on our schedule every year. Uh, and I wonder, I, I'd be worried a class system would prevent those games from happening. You may not get them as much. Uh, I know one of the games you did, I think three years ago, was one of our first games over at St. X, or maybe second game over at St. X. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to play at their place, and we won that one, um, is just fun for our players. It, it's a fun experience. Uh, so you would lose some of those rivalries you have in Lowell, I think, with a class system. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. I'm not ready to do that. I enjoy. I enjoy playing everybody. We can. Uh, we can put on the schedule. So DeSales has been one of the the first teams that I've done along with Saint X and and um, uh, Mail, and uh, I've, I've really enjoyed my time there. And I'm sure I'll be there several times this year. You're welcome. Anytime you want. Um, with the uh, camera you set up, we've actually uh, kind of managed. We've played with a couple cameras and old phones and things like that. Uh, it's a nice picture from behind the plate in the new press box. So yeah. uh, whenever you want to come, just let us know, and we'd be happy to have you. All right, Coach. Well, thanks. I appreciate your time, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, and good luck uh, in the upcoming season. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. Well, that will conclude our show for today. If you're not listening to this podcast at LouisvilleHighSchoolBaseball.com, please take some time and head over to our site. While you're there, you can subscribe to the site and be notified of new articles and podcasts as they're posted. If you're interested in becoming a content contributor, please go to the bottom of the homepage, click on Become a Content Contributor, fill out the form, and uh, someone from LouisvilleHighSchoolBaseball.com will contact you. If you found us on Facebook, please give us a like. If you found us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Our podcast can also be found at LiveSportsCaster.com, BBSNOnline.com, SoundCloud, and iTunes. I'd like to give a special thank you to our special guest today, T.J. Cataldo from DeSales High School. And thank you for listening to the LouisvilleHighSchoolBaseball.com podcast. My name's Tim Bryan. Have a great day.